Hey there, Ivy listeners. Thanks again for tuning into Sin's Workshop. Hope you're having a wonderful day. So today we're going to be talking about A Spindle Splintered by Alexi Haro. Um, if you listen to my review of Once in Future Witches, you already know I'm a huge, huge, huge fan of Haro's writing. Why I've not read her other books before fails to just, continues to surprise me. Um, because honestly, yo... She's amazing. This story was amazing. It's 128 pages. It's small. It's a novella. And um, Mike Chen said it best. It's the multiverse of, you know, fairy tales for Disney princesses. And it is, in a way. Like, that's so freaking accurate. Because it follows um, Zinnia Gray. She's celebrating her 21st birthday. That's her expected life. That's her life expectancy, her 21st birthday. And if you're familiar with the story of Sleeping Beauty, yeah, when she turns 21, um, she's going to prick her finger and go into slumber. What I also liked about the story was how, you know, it really does subvert the reader's expectations. It really does subvert what you think is going to happen with the entire narrative, honestly. But that's what I really enjoyed about it. It takes apart that story of Sleeping Beauty, which uh, I don't know if you've read Sleeping Beauty, the original. Um, yeah, it is dark. Just so you know, she gives birth to two kids before she ever wakes up. So do with that knowledge what you will. <laughs> um, anyway, it's just one of those instances you know it's one of those stories that just it takes apart what sleeping beauty is at its core and it reworks it and it reimagines it and that's what makes a spindle splinter so powerful and it highlights harrow's use for just language and words and storytelling because Again, 120 pages. That's not a lot. This is a novella. Um, it's a short novel. And it's mind-blowing. It grips you. It grabs you in right from the beginning. You know, when she says, only dead girls or, or only dying girls are obsessed with this story of Sleeping Beauty. And it's just like, wow, what a way to start the story. Your main character is dying. And for her 21st birthday, you know, her best friend sets her up at this abandoned tower, almost, and throws her a party, and she even gets a spindle, you know, and Zina pricks her finger, and then whoosh, she's sucked into a fairy tale, and she saves a princess. And it's amazing, because she doesn't just save the princess, she's like studying what it means to be a fairy tale, like what are those tropes, okay, what are those fairy tale tropes how can i because she studied fairy tales right you know this is a character who's utilizing her knowledge and who's just like let's take those tropes and let's flip them on their head so it's it's like super metafiction if you think about it it's like mind-blowing um i absolutely loved it how she goes into this universe and she helps this princess and she's like okay we're gonna break your curse we can't break my curse but i can help you break yours and in doing so, she opens up a doorway to a thousand other Sleeping Beauty stories. And it's incredible to see them because in such a span, 
honestly, it's just a few paragraphs. It's just a few scenes. And you're seeing Zina pull princess after princess after princess from each of these universes into this one to save the princess. You're just like, wow, you just saved five princesses who heard your call for help, who want to escape their fairy tales. And now they're helping you. And you've got sci-fi. You've got something that looks like medieval, uh, medieval historical fiction. You've got more fantasy. You've got gothic. You've got punk. I mean, it looks really cool. And to me, it blew my mind. I'm just like, wow, I need to hear all these stories now. And that's what Haro did. You know, she introduced you into this universe, into this multiverse, into the vast multitude of store of Sleeping Beauty stories that can be told and reworked and reimagined in a way that's going to subvert the sexism from the original because let's face it for her to give birth to two kids before even waking up is wrong on so many levels um I said it <laughs> I said what I said and it's just so well done you know the pacing the characterization the fact that she's able to use her phone to communicate communicate with her friend back in her universe to be like some of the multiverse i got spidey versed into a fairy tale and her friend's like what and her friend is utilizing her knowledge of physics and theoretical physics and the multiverse in order to help her and she's using her knowledge of fairy tales and dismantling them to do this and it's just like wow just wow um it was amazing you know i really do love a story that really gets you right from the beginning and the silhouettes you know it's it's silhouette artwork um that's scattered throughout the storytelling you know just black figures i mean it really did move with the story and it added to the story as well you're just like looking at these black images these silhouette images of girls of women of fairy tale characters and you're just like what in the heck is going on but it adds to the story it adds to the atmosphere that Haro is creating and i loved it 100 percent. i think she is really really good with her storytelling she's able to highlight a character's mindset and showcase this journey for them in such a short span of time. You know, some authors can't do that at all. Um, Bahara, wow. I mean, and considering her last book was probably twice as long than this, you're seeing how she can weave a long story and also such a short, sweet story. And it just takes your breath away. And it opens a lot of room for discussion. And I see that as having taken a fairy tale course in college. I'm just like, wow, I really hope my fairy tale teacher knows of this book and picks it for class because it totally deserves to be read. And it's one of those, it opens up the discussion because it also does analyze fairy tales. It analyzes those fairy tale tropes without really being analytical. You're just kind of like lost in the story. You're with the character as she's trying to subvert the expectations of what this fairy tale wants. What does the fairy tale want? The fairy tale wants Sleeping Beauty to prick her finger and go to sleep. 
that is what the fairy tale is aching for and it's reaching for. And then you also meet that wicked stepmother, or not the, the wicked fairy, to say um, the least. And it's just like so much happens. So much happens in this 128 pages. So much happens. But it doesn't feel cluttered. It feels perfectly paced. The momentum is amazing. The structure of the storytelling, of the narrative, of the characterization, it's so well done. It moves, you know, it keeps you at the edge of your seat. It keeps you engaged. It keeps you on this path to un, un, oh God, what's the word? I want to say unveiling, but that's not the word. It just keeps you on this path to really take apart the storytelling and to take apart fairy tales and really find a way, you know, Hera, she found a way to bring to life the empowerment by doing all that, you know, because it is incredibly feminist. It is a feminist read, 100%. But it's a feminist without being overpowering you know there's always that trope of a strong female character you know has to be able to hold her own you know a strong female character can be something else entirely Uh, a strong female character can just be a girl who just wants to save her life you know it doesn't fit into those kind of characteristics that kind of define what it means to be a strong female character and I like that She's using her brains and her wiles and her determination to help another person and to help five other people, four, five or four other people, there's her sci-fi, uh, other princesses. Um, but it's really, really well done. You know, it really is engaging and I absolutely, I can't stress this enough. I love this book so much. Um, <laughs> I really, really did. It was really good. So... You know what? It's going to get 5 out of 5 stars, and I highly recommend it to everyone. If you love fairy tales, if you love taking apart fairy tales, if you love subverting fairy tale expectations, if you love LGBTQ reads, if you love feminist reads, if you like a multiverse of stories, because this is literally the multiverse of fairy tales, Mike Chen hit the nail on the head with with that comparison, 100%. This is going to be the book for you, 100%. So, you know, highly recommend, five out of five stars. Um, If you're going to go ahead and purchase the book, please remember to purchase from your local bookseller or online book retailer. If money is tight, please check out the book from your local library. And on that note, I hope you all will continue to support me by liking this podcast, subscribing to it, and sharing it with all your book-loving friends. Once again, A Spindle Splintered by Alex E. Harrow, five out of five stars absolutely 100% loved it. (laughs) Um, Hope you all have a great rest of your day and as always, happy reading.